The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Is Donald Trump in jail? No. Oh. I, I, <laughs> he was nice enough to tell everybody he was going to jail on Tuesday. <laughs> I've been saying this from the beginning of this whole fucking stupid news cycle. I'm like, it, by the way, nobody said Donald Trump is getting arrested except for Donald Trump. Well, look, let's be perfectly clear. The guy's got four cases on him that are criminal cases. Uh-huh. Um, New York, Georgia... Georgia and two DOJ. So two federal. And depending on who you're talking to and everybody's like, well, what do we do this first? Why don't we do the other thing first? From what people in the know are saying, this one is the easiest. Yeah. Like this is a no brainer. Like they, they have this shit from rooter to tutor. Yeah. This is a done deal. It's a matter of when and how. Right. They're never going to perp walk him. We talked about it last no. week with Harrison. Um, he wants that. He even said, I yeah. hope they bring me out in handcuffs. Because sure. it'll rile his base. Uh, he came out and said, he told all of his sycophants to uh, protest, quote unquote. We know what that means. And then nobody showed up yeah. to the protest. And their reasoning was because they thought it was a trap. Yeah. So they're out conspiracing themselves yeah. at this point. Yeah. But he is going to get arrested. Do not. Yeah. Every single every single request by the prosecution has been met with a thumbs up. He they just um, the the DA just put in, and we'll talk a little bit about him because he just got his first death threat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they. They basically said, we want your old lawyers to testify. They tried to fucking, obviously, file paperwork to, to try to stop that. It didn't work. Nothing they're doing is working from a legal standpoint. No. Every piece of evidence they're trying to suppress mm-hmm. is coming forward. There's nothing he can do about it. It's going right. to happen. And this isn't even the big, big stuff, the federal yeah. stuff. So, end of the day... He's going to get arrested. He's not going to get thrown down on the floor and tased no. as much as we would love that. That'd be pretty cool. Dude, him getting tased, his soft, supple fatness with uh, his diaper. Just vibrate. Oh, just shit his pants. Yeah, go poo-poo. <gasps> oh, so yeah. good. I, I mean, envision it. Yeah. No, the I'm, satisfaction. Oh, I have daydreams about it. <laughs> but obviously, because of his rhetoric and bullshit... And he came out, what, yesterday? We're, as you guys well know, we record on Fridays, so settle down. Um, I think yesterday, the day before, put out, a, a, what is it called? A truth? Or as he calls it, troth central? Yeah. Um, he put out a troth that said it's going to, uh, his arrest will lead to um, 
destruction and death. Straight up. Like, there's no mitigating. There's no cute nuance anymore. And subsequently, uh, the DA, um, Bragg, who is um, overseeing the prosecution for the hush money, that's what he's being... That's what this whole thing is about. The story being Daniel saying he paid... Michael Cohen went to jail. He took the bullet for Trump. And now they're going back and saying they use campaign funds. Mm -hmm. And then maybe the best attorney on the planet, Rudy Giuliani... Maybe uh, one, I mean, one A, one B. Possibly. Right? Comes out and literally says... It's either Dershowitz or <laughs> It's clearly. Uh, he came out and he goes, oh no, they, they paid her off through this, but he paid them back. I don't think he understands. <laughs> That's yeah. like saying, look, I robbed the bank. Yeah. But then I paid him back. But I gave it back. So no harm, no foul. <laughs> um, and he thinks that's an excuse. He's going to go down in, in some manner. Uh, and and hopefully this won't lead to subsequent deaths. Yeah, Bragg I, I just got a letter today, at hours ago from us recording, that said, Bragg, I, I will kill you. And then a bunch of exclamation points, which is classic MAGA. Yeah. And put in some white powder. Yeah. That subsequently they came in and it was not anything dangerous. Right. But this is what will happen moving forward if anybody goes against the God King. You know? Yeah. So it's it's a lot. Yeah. It's I a know. lot. And he will get he's going to get arrested and he's going to have to go to trial. Yeah. At some point. Sure. With one of all these myriad of charges that are against him. Right. So it's he's already made almost $2 million. Right. Because he came out to grift his supporters once yeah. again. So he's already made almost $2 million off of the threat of getting arrested. Yeah. He's a master grifter, dude. He's P.T. Barnum. You I, know mean, what I mean, yeah. He's just a, a but better than showman. Him. I mean, better yeah. than... Yeah. At least with Barnum and his circus, there was an air of, you don't know how we do this. Yeah. But what he's doing is clear as day. Yeah. And people still are willing to give them, you know, all the Mimas and Peepaws out there are willing to give them their pensions. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, is is it criminally, you know, prosecu- you know no, prosecutable? But, I don't know. I don't but, think, no. I mean... Dummies are going to send their money to whomever. Right. I mean, happens there's, to every side. There's I mean, scammers calling some 90-year-old woman right now trying to sell them on some, you know, insurance they need. Yeah. That doesn't exist. So Chuck Schumer's getting donations right now. <laughs> hey, listen, we're not, we we don't like that side, but don't get it twisted. The Dems are corporate whores. They're as bad as anybody when like it comes to this. They just don't seem to want to kill poor people and people of color and gay people as much. Sure. <laughs> that's the that's the line in the sand. They're the anti-woke um cancel culture's bad party, you know what I mean? Right. As long as you stand for the anthem, as long as you oh do kneel the- for the Wait, am I standing for the anthem and kneeling for the flag? I think or am so. I kneeling? I don't know. Okay, I'm very confused. Yeah, it's weird. Um but they just put out Congress, their first big piece of legislation. Congratulations, yeah. Bobert and the gang. Uh, McCarthy, good job. You got the uh, Parents' Bill of Rights yeah. Yeah. passed. Big, 
big legislation, yeah. which it, uh, says that public schools have to put up essentially a syllabus of what's being taught on the website. Right. So, yeah, money well spent. Yeah. Um, because th- they couldn't do that before. Well, nobody or... likes gay penguins. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> they weren't even overtly gay. And by the way, penguins can be gay. I don't... What is the... Penguin... Male penguins raise children together. That's what I'm saying. That happens. So, well... Settle down, everybody. Easy, easy penguin contention. Dolphins fuck each other in the blowhole. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Sorry. It's That's a sexy. thing. It's kind of sexy. Happens. I'm just saying, if you were a dolphin, hey, every just, once in a while you're gonna go to you would a try it. You know, I'd give it a shot. You want to go tutor and rooter? <laughs> try anything once, buddy. Try anything once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but politics is as bad as it's ever been. Who knows where this is going to lead? I do think there will be a day of reckoning by virtue of Trump and his supporters. Yeah, which now, by all accounts, uh, if you like consistent good polling which you should and not listen to news outlets that give you just random chinese propaganda polling uh which matt gates likes a lot it about 25 percent of the country is still within that maga yeah. fold which think one out of every four voting adults very loud minority they're so loud yeah except when it this recent protest which i think four to six people showed up at the state building in New York. Yeah. It was four to or six. Sure. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to just throw shade. Um, I'll give them a baker's dozen. Okay. You know what? Give them a baker's dozen, which is hilarious. I, I forgot. I had a conversation with some of the other. They didn't know a baker's dozen was 13. They just I, thought they called it a baker's dozen. And that was just a dozen. No. Huh. A baker's dozen is 13. Oh well, yeah. No, Do you know I knew, why? I, no, I knew Do that. Do you want to know why? Actually, because isn't there like one bad one? Do you want to know why? Yeah, bring it. Because you eat the bad one. Yeah, you eat the bad one. That's what's up. It's like the first pancake. Let's go. Who gets that first shitty pancake? Who doesn't like a fat baker? You know. <laughs> Never trust a skinny baker. You know? Those fuckers. Um, anywho. Anywho. How are you doing? I miss Barack Obama. Outside of the drone strikes. I... You know, I hey, mean, look, that wasn't my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great shirt. It's just a drone on the top and it says that wasn't my wedding. Not my wedding. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, they're still trying to blame him. No, I know. Amazing. Yeah. And Hillary, who has never Weird, much right? to my chagrin. Like I and by the way, Hillary is yeah, bad person. Horrible person. Overall. But in retrospect, would we be in the kerfuffle we are at the moment? Who knows what kerfuffle we would be in, Who sir? Knows, sir. Um, this is pro- our first real whiskey reel in for like a, while. a month. Dude. I mean, they're it, real in March. Reels. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had old Woody Wood 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 on, yeah, yeah. who has now been um, backed by the. What? Republican Party, the local Republican Party, which he had nothing to do with. 
they well, just and throw, I don't know. I they, don't know the whole story. They but. just go behind a a, um, a a particular person running. That has they weren't solicited well, to do so. I I wouldn't. I knowing Dave, I don't think he he went out and solicited their support. And you guys have learned a lot about local politics over the last couple of weeks. I'm sure from, he just wasn't Harrison. Which is yeah. makes the Republicans it, very happy. It makes them very happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dave is a very business friendly, uh, pragmatic, but fiscally socially kind of guy. Socially but progressive. I know Dave politically. Yeah, man. I, he and I have talked many, many mornings. No. opening up bars for about sure. Politics. No, I no, know no. Where he stands on things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but he's I, not a but, heartless capitalist pirate. No, but he's a good businessman. Yeah, he's a intelligent. Um, He's worked with local governments all the way up to state governments. Yeah, no, no, no. You know, I, it, advocating for businesses in this community. My and, point yeah, being that we love Dave. He, you know, parties like to throw their weight behind somebody who might not be of a sexual persuasion. Or, yeah, I'm like, just saying. I know. You know, I know what I'm saying. We know. We yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Anywho, we'll and get we off. Love our, we love our Harrison. We love Harrison, and we love Dave. As we told you many times, those are my two votes. 100%. Party lines be damned. It's already done. It's a done. Day. Party lines. I've be already. Damned. I've already cast my ballot. Damn right you have. You're the no, I because you're a good American. I am a damn good American. Fuck yeah, you are. I stand up for that anthem. You're a veteran. I am a veteran. <laughs> you are. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so weird when I say it out loud. Uh, guys, we're gonna put that aside. We're gonna have a fun, fun, stupid podcast today. Um, we've been very serious and very kind of, uh, you know program and itinerized and we've been trying to get our ducks in a row and crossing our T's and dotting our I's and kissing babies and whatever all those grown-ups do. We don't like to adult too much, so we do as little as possible. Moving forward, we're going to give you a random scattershot, (laughs) shall I say, body today. We're going to just talk about things. But we're just going to talk about dumb shit. Uh, But This is basically catching up. Aaron yeah. and I are going to catch up. But catching up how we catch up, not with you in mind. Yeah. So I hope you understand what's happening. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be a shit show. <laughs> you know what's happening, y'all. You are back because you love being back in the saddle. I know Dana the Liquor Fairy, as he's listening to this right now, is watching the sun come up from Denver, yeah. chugging along with his Big truck full of booze. I know Kelly and Nolan are out there doing crazy stuff in the middle of Colorado, climbing mountains and stealing eagle eggs and whatever you people do. You know, Kayleen is there, hopefully giving Sean Moe a ticket. Hopefully. That's all we want in our lives. I know Sean Moe is there making money on a different platform uh, after one month, and we've yet to make a dime here. (laughs) That's happening. There's a lot of stuff happening, but either way, we are back in the saddle. We are back in Cloud City. Welcome back to the Whiskey Reel. This is the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. We are sitting high here above Cloud City. From what I hear, a little bird told me, because we're so high up, this is where the birds talk, and said our benefactor, Mr. Blake Crouch, might be back in Durango soon, which is lovely. The town is always better and brighter and warmer anytime he's in town. Definitely more successful. Definitely more uh <laughs> financially solvent. Yes. Uh, that being said, hopefully we can 
roast up some beasties and tear up some good food and wine together soon. Uh, I miss those two. I miss Madam Knuckles and uh, Blakey Poo. We love them. We love them. Uh, that being said, we are back in Cloud City. Feeling really good. Uh, the weather, I don't Ugh. want to necessarily talk about it. But if I could tell you my disgruntled um, feelings about this. Uh, first day of spring was this week. It was met with yet another snowstorm. I know everybody gets rock hard here when it comes to snow and rain because it means less fires, and I get it. I've seen the fires. I've been here long enough to understand yeah, how financially and economically it impacts our community. I hate fires. I don't like them. That being said, if I don't get some fucking sun soon, I am going to uh, just move, up and move. Yeah. Nobody will hear from me ever again. I don't right. care. I'm over it. Is yeah. it? Last three years... Two pandemics killed our summer. Last summer, literally rained. All summer. All summer. So we couldn't go out on the river, couldn't go out on the lake, couldn't do anything outdoorsy because it was muddy and wet and dangerous because lightning can kill you. Okay? Okay. Bobby Noise. Yo. Before I introduce you, which I just did, but I'm going to give you your full rigmarole because you deserve it. Are we? I want to hear from you. Will we have a legitimate summer this year? Yes. Okay. Sitting across from me (laughs) is the man who makes me less likely to jump off a building because of what he just said. Uh He is Hiv Tyler, the daughter of, obviously, Obviously. Stephen Tyler. And he is the Bobby Duke, Uh the haunter of your dreams. This is a man who has been just crushing NA beers all week. I Because that's how he lives. We'll talk about that. <laughs> this is the bobbiest of the Van Noises. I believe he might be the only Van Noise left. The last of a lineage. The last of my line. The <laughs> last of your line. <laughs> this is Bobbeth Van Noise from the Tallahassee Van Noises. Breaker of seals. Breaker of seals. <laughs> <laughs> the tw- the seventh seal is that no, for the apocalypse? Mostly whiskey bottles. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. You guys kidding. know him. You love him. I call him the everything bagel. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I like that. Those, were you saving that one? I was saving that. That was a good one. <laughs> I've been sitting on. I've been germinating on that one. Germinating. <laughs> you guys know him as Sir Antonio Branderas. Of the soon-to-be Tucson Branderas. <laughs> for no reason. Oh, just because I want to get out of the fucking cold? Uh, you know, Tucson has a horrible month season. Monsoon season. It's Does horrible. It? Well, dude, look at Cali, where I'm from right it now. They floods. got fucking tornadoes and it's snow. Crazy. But crazy. luckily, you know, this is just a phenomenon Fun. that takes place. <laughs> My friend Aaron is here. Oh, He's rebranding. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, I got some. I got some irons in the fire. That's what yeah. the cool business kids say. Yeah. You know, that means you got some stuff heating up in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Buddy? Um, yeah, dude. Good to be back with you. Good to be back. We don't have anybody else on the program for the first time in a I know month. it's nice. We get yeah, to chat. we just get to bullshit a little bit. Uh, as you well know, we like to give you guys our input on booze, Bobby. And I went to Wagon Wheel Liquor. It's in the Town Center Plaza, right across from the Walgreens. 
super convenient. They're not hurting for business. So if you don't want to go there, go pound sand. They're fine. <laughs> wow, that's but if you would like to, aggressive. <laughs> but if you would like to go there, they have lovely, lovely beverages. We, you know, I'm doing wine a lot lately. We haven't really been in the whiskey section that much over the last little while, because um, quite frankly, we had everything they had. I mean, it was literally getting to the point where there were no more skews yeah. for us to try. Yeah. However, we were walking down the aisle and we saw one of the most obnoxious bottles I've ever seen. <laughs> it is, yeah. And Bobby, what did you choose to purchase this fine day? I, I love that we're doing an Irish whiskey this week because we just passed Saint's Patty, St. Patty's Day mm-hmm. and we both hate it. Horrible. And I would like just wait two weeks and now we'll do it. Yeah, for sure. Let's you do it. You know what I mean? Now yeah. we'll talk some Irish shit because I'm Irish all the time. You are. It's not, it's, you really don't have a choice. I do not have a choice. <laughs> uh, we go back and forth. We'll do, we we have a tendency to go on Irish whiskey runs. Yeah, well, we'll do like a month. A month of them. But now we're out. Now, yeah. Well, we that's thought it. we were out. This might be, yeah. So this is <laughs> Cairn. Cairn! <laughs> no, it's K-E-R-N. I'm, I'm assuming you call it Kern. Kern. Cairn. Cairn. Um, it is a single malt, twelve year yeah. Irish whiskey, and we'll talk about that because that's this that's the interesting part of this. Yeah, whiskey. it's really weird. I don't know how they pulled this off. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, single malt is more associated with Scottish whiskeys, of course, obviously Scotch. Um, but Irish whiskeys have been coming out in the last few years with some uh, a lot single of single malts, malts. a lot of single malts, which just means it was all made in basically one batch, one batch. I mean, there's not a lot of highfalutinous to it. There's Don't get not. too caught up in it. But it does, these Irish whiskeys, the single malts have a tendency to be a little more peaty and more scotch style When they're singles. When they're yeah, singles. For sure. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because they don't just jam it up your butt like the Scottish people do with, <laughs> with their Lafroigs and their uh, Lagavulin and Talisker. A lot of butt stuff. Yeah, a lot of butt stuff going yeah. on with those whiskeys. Yeah. Um, they're jamming the peat right up your rectum. Yep. And um, if you don't cotton to such things, yeah. then you have a hard time with a lot of scotch. They can be overbearing. They're a little overbearing and heavily smoked. This is not that. No. This is not that. Um, I don't know a lot about this product other than it's 90 proof. It is very, very delicate. Uh, shockingly delicate for a 12-year. Yeah. Um, you expect 12-year, the longer it's in barrel, you expect the smoothness and a and, and, and an ease of yeah, drinking. Yeah, it takes out the rough edges, yeah, right? it rounds it off. Yeah. And this is definitely that, but it, it, this is a delicate whiskey. What do you... Yeah, I mean, it's held in sherry barrels and bourbon barrels, which you think would add an inherent sweetness and a bite from the bourbon. Man, I'll tell you, number one, we always say on the program, what makes an Irish whiskey Irish whiskey? It has that sort of domestic violence-y thing it does. Um, as a joke, we're both Irish, so we can say this. Um, no, but Irish whiskey tastes like Irish whiskey. It's very weird. I don't know why. Nobody's ever explained it to me in all my years. That being said, it's held in sherry barrels, bourbon barrels. You expect this kind of like tone dynamic sort of getting into like plums and like 
this weird biting grain and I'll tell you what, guys, none of that is happening. They no. can hold they can tell you they hold it in whatever they want. What is happening is this might be just out of the bottle. Um, most of you guys have all had Jameson or Bushmills or Powers or Teeling or you know, there's a lot of kind of down the middle Irish whiskeys. I always consider Jameson because of its ubiquitousness as being the Irish whiskey. That's kind of the benchmark, not of quality, but just kind of what an Irish whiskey is. This is easily one of the smoothest. And by smooth, I mean non-offensive, not for being 90 proof, not biting at all. There is a little esophageal sort of burn. It's alcohol, you dipshits. Of course there is. But on the attack, on the finish... It's not overblown in any direction. It has these really beautiful kind of stone fruit, peachy sort of. It's it's easy, easy, easy. It's not overly grainy on the palate. No. Um, it's not viscous at all. Uh, as far as a sipping Irish, because most of you savages shoot Irish whiskey, which I totally understand because it sucks most of the time. <laughs> this is really, really lovely to sip. And... We thought if we dropped some ice cubes in it, it would just like turn into just nothing. It actually brought out more of the barreling, which it can do with some water added to it. Any any whiskey can. But man, this is like, yeah, this is like <laughs> Irish whiskey for a child. Like yeah. it is so unoffensive. It's almost scary. Like how did they get it to be this? Like, this would be something, if somebody had never had Irish whiskey, this is literally the best training wheels Irish whiskey I've ever had. Yeah. Like, it, you don't need to shoot it. You, if you mix it with something, it's probably going to go away. And if that's your jam and you don't like the taste of alcohol, you just found your perfect whiskey. Yeah, I guess my only caveat would be the, the pricing of it. Mm-hmm. When it comes to a Training Wheels Irish whiskey, I mean, this is a $40 bottle. So yeah, like, I mean, it's not the least expensive, not the most expensive. For right. Irish, it's Kinda a little up there. It's in the middle there. Yeah. Um, I, I guess you could argue that for 40 bucks you would want something more... Um, Just more dynamic. Dynamic. Yeah. 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 No, I, totally. Um, but I, it's but very I, unique. It is very unique. I've never tasted anything quite like no. it. No. Um, you know, it's got notes to it, but it, it, I mean, it, this is, it's not empty. I'll put it that way. No, it's There's not something a, in this. Whiskey. Yeah. It's not just, just booze in a bottle but by man, any stretch. Sip, sipping on this is preposterously easy. Yeah. It's really, I mean, there's no bite, no burn, no wince. Yeah. You're just sipping on it. Like you'd sip on any, like, it, and honestly, we have it watered down per se by, you know, we have ice cubes in it. Dude, I feel like I'm. Back, you know, drinking a tall single shot Dewar's and soda, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool for like a two year period of my Oh, life. yeah, of course you did. Because you can't taste anything. Yeah. Because Dewar's is not great. Not great. Uh, but it, it it's as easy as shit. I don't know any. Is it a buy for 40? Might not be a buy for 40. Yeah. The bottle's kind of cool. It's a green bottle. Little on the nose there, Kern. It's very on the nose. Um, but no, it's a very unique bottle. It would look very unique on a bar, um, just because it's so out of the ordinary from yeah. everybody else. Do you associate the triple triple distillation thing with uh, 
Protestant whiskeys, like Bushmills. Yeah. Yep. I, I think that's a more Protestant, a Protestant yep. Irish whiskey. Yeah, yeah, thing yeah. Is the triple distillation, and that honestly removes a lot of the the barreling. More, and the, yeah, yeah. It, it, some of the big flavors are probably gained. or not the barreling. Sorry. Well, the bigger flavors. Yes, but it also gets rid of any impurities or oh, yeah. distillates, yeah. and but in color. If you look at this, this looks like watered-down iced tea out of the bottle. Yeah. Um, a lot of that color and some of those kind of chewier notes tend to disappear when you triple. That's why vodka, they want to distill it 8,000 8, times. 8,000 times, Because yeah. the idea is to make it taste like air, like water and air. Right. Because that's what vodka people like. That's fine. That's a good vodka. That's Usually it just disappears as soon as it touches your tongue. But yeah, this is interesting. I mean, it, it, for you guys out there that like Irish whiskey, it's not going to pack the same punch for you as the ones you usually drink by any stretch of the imagination. But it's kind of a cool, easy, almost like aperitif. Yeah. Irish whiskey. You could almost nice. sip this before dinner. Yeah. Even though it's 90 proof. Don't get me wrong. It'll fuck you up. Oh, yeah. Buckle down. But man, it it doesn't, it doesn't, like, I'm not all torn up inside and all, you know, like, roughed out. Um, it's interesting. At 40 bucks, you make your own decision. So we took a month off, kind of. <laughs> we, from in our, a weird way. From our normal vibe. It was campaign season. It was campaign season for what us. What are you going to do? Um, did you catch up on any shows? We have a tendency to talk about shows. We like our programs. We like our we, got, we like our stories. We like, <laughs> we our, like programs. our stories. Uh, <laughs> two of our favorite shows came back. Um, actually, three of my favorite shows came back. Oh, okay. Um, but Bobby has not partaken. We'll talk a little bit about it. But first and foremost, uh, two programs that we've done nothing but gobbled the nuts of over the last two years, which is Ted Lasso. Which apparently everybody watches and everybody loves. Nobody's ever not liked that show. And uh, Mandalorian yeah. uh, being complete dorks for that as well. Uh, Bobby and I were talking about it, like how much we love the new seasons. And I don't know how many people we're talking to that aren't watching it already. <laughs> like, there's nobody there, like, you know what, guys? After yeah. two seasons and all these awards. I guess I'll start watching it. Yeah. I'm sure there's some people out there, there are. like that. I've, I've there's turned some people on recently. Busy to like people. Ted and, yeah. But Ted Lasso could not be written any better. It's one of the best. I mean, it's hard to say. You keep going back to season one, which was great. I really enjoyed the last season, and this season seems a continuation of that. Yes. The writing is concise. It's tight. The acting, go fuck yourself. It's just they cast so well in this show it is cute it's heartwarming it's emotional it's fun it's stupid as hell it's all of those things it's like a throwback care about it sitcom like that has heart yeah like there's not a lot of those anymore yeah i think it it speaks to i mean not everyone is as big of a fucking nerd about bill lawrence as i am but like he's Probably right now got to be the biggest television producer on the planet. I mean. And he goes back to like shows like Spin City and Scrubs. Right. You know what I mean? Like he's, that's his background. Is yeah. making these very fun, smart, um, sarcastic. Silly. Um, yeah. But also 
will turn around and make you cry in a heartbeat right. and fuck it. Like, that's what he does with these shows, and he's just the best at it. Yeah. It's... And he's got two of them on right now. Um, we're, we just finished with Shrinking mm-hmm. uh, with Harrison Ford and Jason Siegel. Fucking fantastic show. I haven't even dug into that yet. It is super good. I got other shit to do. Everything good about it is the shit that is good about all of his shows. Right. It's heartwarming, silly, smart, well-written. Yeah. Um, Good acting. um, Good group casting. Yeah, he's an ensemble caster. Yeah, the ensemble is He's able to put together a group of people that make sense. And everyone gets their moments. Everyone... There's no has throwaway story characters. Arcs, has yeah. Their, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what makes him so good. And that's what makes Ted Lasso so good. Yeah, it is, got it got lathered up. It uh, Ted Lasso was uh, well, Sedeckas and all the rest of the actors on that show were recently at a White House press conference. So if if that's not swag, they were in the Oval Office, right? If that's not swag, yeah. I don't know what is. They hung the uh, believe sign. Believe. Over yeah. the fucking over the Oval Office door. So if you're not talk about being part of the zeitgeist, yeah. go fuck yourself. Holy cow. That show is making fucking moves, and I hope Olivia Wilde enjoys her um, oh, life. She's she's mad. She's big mad. She better be. Yeah. She just dropped the <laughs> best dude on the planet. Um, he's probably a prick in real life. I don't know. He, he seems be. like a really nice guy. He seems like a really sweet guy. Uh, forever he'll be. Ted Lasso in my brain or um, on what's up with that oh just doing the running man with the Jew afro yeah. and the, the tracksuit and I'm Jewish too so I can say that oh. okay. you know that Jew is not a pejorative term <laughs> are you have you been to Arkansas <laughs> <laughs> There's the hard. You could throw a hard. Have you on been it. to Have you been to Colorado I Springs? I have. Um, just saying. Some people throw the hard J and it Bo gets Bert. Really weird. Yeah. Bo Bert. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, but or what they say now? Nobody calls somebody like a like a Jew. Oh, he did it because he's a Jew. They say globalist or George Soros. Yeah, we talk in riddles. We talk in riddles and rhymes. That being said, uh, the next thing up, Mandalorian. Um, I'm curious to see what you think about this new season because at this point now, I'm just laying down and accepting every inch that Mandalorian puts inside of me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I like it a lot. You're a willing partner. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm me too. just utter whore. Uh, this season has been, I think it's a little uneven narratively. I do too, but I think there's a reason. I do too. Okay. Um, we won't get into spoilerish things, but I, I know the third episode to me felt very much like a like an Andor episode. Mm. Narratively, there was a that. lot of talking and a lot of politics, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. Setting up base. It was just divergent from what the Mandalorian is. But been there was the still past. a ton of action. But man, this latest episode just went back to full on. Let's go. How many Mandalorians can we put on screen? Let's go. And, and did them... it look fucking beautiful? It looked awesome. Dude, that's all Rex and I are sitting back going, God, this looks so fucking good. It looks so Like every good. scene they cut away and the fucking Mandalorians are coming around with their jetpacks and then there's a fucking dinosaur bird and you're like, none of this looks cheesy. Yeah. They did something really, really, really cool in this episode. Which is what? uh, So, 
do you remember the Order 66 thing where the Jedis were ordered to be murdered? And uh, wait, Yes and no, but I can't quote it by verse. Um, Order 66 was, um, in the early days of the Empire, they ordered all the Jedis to be fucking massacred. Okay, basically. I remember that. I didn't know the Order number. And right. they've shown this scene in the Mandalorian a couple of times where Grogu was actually in as a as a baby. Right. Um being taught the forest, being right. yeah, yeah, trained yeah, yeah, by the yeah. Jedi, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And then all these fucking clones start rolling in and yeah. wiping out. Dude, the flashbacks the are crazy, yeah. right? They're, Super were crazy. they flash forwards or flash flashbacks? Okay. And so Grogu was you forget rescued. Grogu's like two hundred years old or whatever. Yeah. 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 And he was rescued by an actor by the name of Ahmad Best. Is that early Windu? Ahmad Best played did the the motion capture and voice acting as Jar Jar Binks. What? Yeah. So the this the black gentleman that shows Yeah, yeah. Up, I thought he was a young Mace Windu. No. He's only a, because there's not a brand ton of black new character, Jedis. brand new Jedi Whoa. character. It's actually Ahmad Best who played Jar Jar Binks, who by the way had his life kind of destroyed by, by that, that character. 100%. Death threats and like fucking, literally by yeah. by Star Wars nerds. By asshole Star Wars incels. Totally. You know what I mean? And I didn't know that. That's such a cool little He went into fucking back. depression. He fucking like he yeah. Imagine I mean, that. They never showed his face. Yeah, probably Imagine thinking, that. "Holy shit, I'm in a Star Wars movie." Oh, also everyone hates me. I'm the most hated You ruined Star Wars. Yeah. That, you, you know Literally, what I mean? that was the that was the thing, you know. And so, for Filoni and Favreau to bring him back—that's such a just a weirdly cool as fuck move. Yeah, and you know? the spaceship that they fly Grogu out on yeah. to rescue him, I think, is the Nabu, which was Jar Jar Binks' spaceship. So they're giving nods and wings. They're, yeah, trying to tie some things together. See. That's Le- why legacy repair. That's why Bobby's on the program. You know, <laughs> he can give you all the dirty, ugly Star Wars nerd shit. And I'm sorry if that was else. spoilerish, but watch the Mandalorian. It it, it doesn't matter. That episode is goddamn. And honestly, if you guys are watching it, you have been. If you're not, you won't. So whatever. Yeah. This but no, I thought that was really cool. And I don't know whose idea it was. I'm, I'm I, guessing Filoni, but like, was it cooler? Was that? whole story you told me about the actor that played Jar Jar Binks cooler or less cool than Takashi 6 now and getting beat up? Uh, less cool. <laughs> Thank you. Well, okay. I don't know if you guys know who 6 9 is. Takashi 6 9 <laughs> is a SoundCloud, SoundCloud rapper that got famous eight years ago for being a moron and you know, there was a. It was an era of rap where you can get real famous real quick by being um, basically a blight. Yes. You could color your hair, tattoo your face, make really mediocre mu- uh, music, and if it caught on, you could go from zero to 100 in like two months. There was a SoundCloud rapper. Basically, nobody's come out of that still successful. Basically nobody. Either they're dead from overdose, have been murdered by somebody, or straight up fell off. I don't know if there's a single SoundCloud rapper that is still relevant today. But well, that's who Takashi was. He kind of got on himself some 
put on the kill list. <laughs> he snitched on a bunch of people, he snitched on went a bunch to of, jail. He testified against a bunch of folks. Has come out subsequently and is still alive, which I don't know if that was luck or if people just consider him a clown so they won't bother. Right. But um, he recently got caught behind a spa. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> just the most gangster place to get caught. Of course it was. Um <laughs> We try not to engage in Schadenfreude too much. I know, but come on. But the guy's just. Can such we a, just and he took enjoy this you know for what? a second. In the words of Henry Vale, everyone's got to take a beating sometimes. Thank you. And he he got roughed up a little bit in the bathroom. Um, he wasn't even fucked up that bad. No, he got he took a couple of shots. Yeah. He got kicked in his tummy a little bit. Oh. We shouldn't beat each other up. I get it. Uh, there's certain people out there it was kind of cool I can talk like it wasn't like some world star thing like Matt Gates probably would be fun I'd like to see him get to see that guy just get fucking roasted how could you even miss that chin couldn't even miss it that head head dude if you threw a rock just north it should hit that fat stupid head yeah you're gonna hit Um, Matt Gates. don't Promote violence, guys. Come on, stop it. Uh, don't don't be like the other side. Let's keep it cool. We don't. Uh, anyway, Bobby and I were talking like we always try to do a thematic body of the program. And I know we've been talking about shows that we're getting caught up on. Very exciting. Uh, I will give you guys one more if you have not partaken in a wonderful series that's executive produced by not only Robert Downey Jr., but I believe his wife. It is Perry Mason. Starting, starring Matthew Reese, who is famous for the Americans. Oh, he's so good. Um, and now subsequently going to be in everything, apparently, because he's in a new movie and blah, blah, blah. Perry, he's uh, the guy in Cocaine Bear that throws the cocaine out of the plane and I falls didn't know that. That's him. That's pretty rad. Yeah, he was in uh, that movie for all of 30 seconds. Perry Mason <laughs> is an old, early 60s show about this kind of ne'er-do-well uh, lawyer. Right, he's a drunkard. He's this, but he's super smart. And he always defends the weak. And man, if I know not everybody has HBO, but if there's any way for everybody to watch Perry Mason, I'm telling you, man, holy sweet Jesus, the show is good. You talk about acting and writing. Stop it. Um, the new season, second season, has just come out. Phenomenal. If you haven't watched it, that's a great uh, waste of your time for it sure. Was- it was cool because the whole Perry Mason remake, so like anybody that, I mean, that was the 60s, right? I said early 60s. Yeah. That was 50, 60 years ago. I think it ended in the mid to late 60s. Sounds about right. Um, Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr. Which that was, I mean, he had, that was a guy with some gravitas. and Oh, for you, sure. You know what I mean? Like he carried weight about him. Yeah. Like you, you could feel Raymond Burr. Matthew Reese doesn't. Matthew Reese, but, it, <laughs> but it's a different angle on the show from what I understand. It really is. Um, he's a different character than the he is. School. He's a he's an ex uh, private eye that was down on his luck, um, finagled his law degree to a certain extent, but he's smart as shit and he refuses to let injustice happen. Yeah. And he's the he's fighting for people of color, poor people, um, uh, the underserved community is where the focus of the show is, and it's great. Uh, it, I you can't explain. It talks about LGBTQ. There's a lot of stuff going on in that show that is, um, I 
don't use the W word, uh, but it, it brings to light a lot of stuff happening that's currently relevant and the costuming and the acting is beautiful. It's just so good. Yeah, really is. And oddly enough, it wasn't it those that show was originally based on a series of books, right? I probably I think I there was know. like a Perry Mason like you probably. know kind of like Raymond Chandlerish kind of that stuff totally would not dis- surprise yeah. me at all. And I because they he doesn't he wear like the fedora and the whole thing? Not the whole time though. Not the like, whole time. He goes yeah. left, brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. just saying. All right. I'll I'm, check it out. I'm, speaking, I'm excited about it. Dude, see watch that. You're going to fucking I know you. You're going to love that. Speaking of recycling, yeah. Not only should you recycle, renew, reuse, uh, but you should also uh, probably take a look back in the annals of music over the last 20, 30 years and understand that the things that, you know, some of you listening right now are 50, some of you are 40, 30, 25. We love all of you. Um, for all of you youngins, you Zoomers out there, uh, I, welcome to what we listened to when we were your age, because you're going to be hearing a lot of it coming soon. I'm very, very, very excited about uh, the landscape of music right now. Feels like we went through our everything's possible hipster, synth, uh, bombastic, borrow from every generation phase. And it feels like we're going to start getting back into genre music. And what I mean genre music is... For the last 10, 15 years, we had bands that were great bands, like XX, and we had a lot of like, we had a lot of bands that borrowed from everything, right? Yeah. And that were very popular and very good at what they do. Um, um, fucking uh, uh, King Gizzard, and it was like kind of progressive, but very progressive, but kind of poppy, but kind of not. Kings of Leon were kind of rock, but they were kind of folk and country. And I get it. Eventually, there's going to be an amalgamation and a, and, a, and a big melting pot of music. And out of that, people are going to grab genres like they grab pieces of clothing and put them on. And this feels right. I like wearing this shirt with these pants and these shoes and this hat. And that's kind of how music is happening. You borrow from all these beautiful influences. But what I'm seeing happening on the music scene lately is there's going to be a full... Um, basking in genre music what i mean that is people i'm i'm i think there's going to be people doing as much as i love kanye and i love i mean music sorry and and gambino and j and peggy jpeg and and i love all these guys that are breaking grounds i'm really looking forward to seeing like serious hip-hop serious just rock serious like almost new metal like like People that are coming out now and joining bands are trying to sound like Rage Against the Machine, like Deftones. Like well, that more, implies that they're tr- when you say trying. No, no, to no, sound no. Like, I'm saying influenced in, by. Yeah, they're not trying to be like. Well, what if we put a banjo and a keyboard and right. a uh, so they're not screaming like the distortion. darkness. Yeah, you know, just, shit like which that. was kind of a bite on a three other bites, mm-hmm. but we got through the thing. We were talking about like virtuoso musicians. Right? There's always, what's the trope? The one guy in the band. The one guy. Who is just so much musically better than everybody. And he's living his life almost in this veil (laughs) of shame because he can't play his real music. Because he's got to 
oh my God, sell 20 million albums with his other music and he feels horrible. You you called it the almost famous sort of trope. Yeah. Which yeah. is, if you guys don't know that Cameron Crowe movie, you wow. should just stop watching anything you are and go watch the Almost Famous. I'm going to assume that you've all fucking seen Almost Yeah, uh, There's a lot of people under 30, man. I mean, Jesus, dude. How many movies do you want these people to watch? That just happens to be a really good representation of um, a coming-of-age story mixed with rock. Um, well, and the reason this conversation came up is because we were talking about... Um, you were talking about... M- Music applying to a, a a scene, yeah, and but those scenes being recycled now, where and we grew up with recycled. all the scenes being, right. you were a scenester, right? And you were a young man in L.A., and that was a huge scene during Fuck. that time. I mean, we're talking obviously the big one that everyone kind of references, hair metal, uh, beyond hip hop was hair metal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we were the epicenter. We were Sunset Boulevard. We yep. we were responsible for. Your favorite band or your worst favorite? You know, your least favorite band. We were responsible for Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue. And that whole scene came out of L.A. It was, right. the, it was the epicenter. Now, you had the scene, anti-scene crew. So while they were going on, we were trying to make punk and trying to make right. metal and trying to make real what we considered better music. Sure. Meanwhile... Half of the guys in these bands, I mean, Motley Crue notwithstanding, were like shredders, like virtuoso. Yeah. We have in uh, in Hollywood a place called the Guitar Institute, GIT, where all these guys went to go learn how to play guitar. And everybody, these guys would literally walk out of um, Guitar Institute and walk onto Hollywood, uh, Sunset Boulevard and could play music. Yeah. So... These guys started joining these weird bands, and there was a lot. You would have this metal influence mixed with guys that were MCs, mixed with guys that were like shred drummers, and thus came all these weird confluence of music that came out of the late 90s and early 2000s. You know, the guys that we talk about constantly, Primus being one of those, like right. early 90s. Just what do you even call that kind of music? It's funk, but it's metal, but it's punk, but it's rock, but it's fucking weirdly bluegrass. Yeah. I, it, it pulled from so much stuff, and I think we've over expanded what the musical genre is. I'm tired, you know, I'm not saying I'm tired of it, but it feels like it's passe to be the band that is everything to everyone. Yeah. Like, we're so, we do synth and we do this. I think going forward, we will see a concerted effort to start making music that is unashamedly itself. Yeah. Do, does that make sense? Like, people that are just going to well, be that music. And, and I don't necessarily say it in a limiting sense. I think... No, but we when we look at the bands that we talk about on this show constantly, I mean, Deftones sound like Deftones. Right. They are what they are. And now... They are not everything to everyone. They that are is Deftones. That is an appealing sound to people growing up now. Because most everybody under 25 has grown up listening to these amorphous uh, orchestral... You know, like uh, you think of you think of these bands that were thirty piece on stage. Right. You know, kind of these giant... 
you know, or, or you're or they're listening to these kind of uh, subverted hipster scenes like Deaf Heaven and we're we're gonna do melodic hipster metal, yeah, uh, death metal, and you're like, oh, okay, and then you hear it and you're like, okay, that's fine, and then what's it? Oh, oh, you're gonna do that again for the next album? Oh, oh, that's fine, that's fine, right. that's good. Um, but you have like, uh, but you know, you grew up in L.A. Like, do, do you? We've had this conversation before, but and I remember you kind of being like. Fuck those hair metal guys. Fuck that scene. Yeah, it was it, it was it was everything or nothing for us. Right. So you either and I had friends in that scene and they did really well playing music in that scene, but it was such a, an obvious uh, contrived scene. Oh yeah. Where you had to look this way and you had to spray your hair up with Aquanet and wear fucking eyeliner. Well, and again, that's why this conversation started. Is like the, the stories I've watch documentaries and yeah you've seen like fucking uh decline western too yeah like these these club owners like the the guy that owned the rainbow and yeah yeah it was as it was fucking all these different places whiskey go-go yeah i mean Mm -hmm. all these places and guys would walk in and they'd audition and they're like holy like this is the best like group of musicians like virtuoso like Like, we're talking like classical Bach Beethoven level guitar yeah. players yeah. that were basically like put on some fucking like, like we were saying like we just call them the Juilliard guys even yeah. though they didn't even though they, uh, but go to Juilliard the Guitar but... Institute was kind of the Juilliard of guitar players um, in yeah. LA right right. so they would go, go and then join up with a bunch of douchebags yeah. that could barely play drums and bass by so the you, way you needed a front guy you needed the the and I quote unquote hot front guy yep. that could scream but not necessarily sing right but he could really belt out yep. uh single note phrases yeah and you needed a badass that could carry two other musicians yeah by <laughs> virtue I mean? of a lead yeah because you had a rhythm guy that just dunked, 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 yeah. dunked, and you needed a bass player basically playing four notes right no runs in the baseline. It was like do 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 and then just some freak show that could just yank out these fucking riffs, dude. And those guys, I played with some of them. They were honestly like they would make you cry. They could stop a complete chunk chunk and just go It was virtuoso guitar playing, but. If you didn't have the Aquanet and the eyeshadow and you couldn't get a the, gig. the the leather pants yeah. and dude, it was such a fucking scene. And I'm not even mad at that per se. I'm just mad that everybody like you were talking about uh, darkness, the sword is another <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, where they just kind of almost trivialized and like well, there's aping something. There is, but it almost feels like they borrowed from a a, a scene that mattered and then re-scened it. Yeah. yeah. Which is just fucking gross. Yeah. On so many levels. Like, I've seen like, The Sword live. and I'm sure they're great musicians. They're phenomenal. They but it's a sound. Up. But I, I'm so uninterested it's, in It's the albums. problem I have with those fucking other, what are those fuckers? The Zeppelin fuckers. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, the, the uh, Dread Zeppelin. Uh, Greta Van. Uh, yeah, 
what is it? Greta fucking... I can't remember. Whatever. Yeah. They're Zeppelin. And I know Wolfmother did it. Wolfmother did it. Before them. Yeah. But that first Wolf, Wolfmother album, the Greta Van Fleet kids can't do. No. That shit was fire. It was a good but, album. And it's okay to sound like somebody. It's not like... I hope somebody sounds like Soundgarden. Yeah. I hope in the next 10 years we have somebody that sounds like Alice in Chains. Yeah. Because I miss that. I know. And that's my own selfishness. But I think going forward, we're going to see a lot of people pick up the torch. Yeah, I hope so. Define scene music. Like, and I hate seeing new metal because it it includes people like Papa Roach and Limp Bizkit and all. And you know, Corn had some some stuff, but it wasn't all great. And but it in Disturbed, you mentioned, and there's <laughs> these bands that you're like, they're Ugh. fucking gross. Yeah, mostly. But the scene wasn't all gross. Like, no. there were some legitimately good bands in that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be cool to have people kind of take back the genres. Yeah. And be like, you know what? I'm fucking... I'm doing this. I'm... You know? And we can, I guess we can kind of close this conversation, but... Like Pat Benatar. Like, what cause... <laughs> <laughs> I love Pat Benatar. <laughs> Do you think, like, the... Sh- I call it the shuffle culture that we live in now. Which is fair. The no no uh, I mean, attention we don't even, to detail culture. We don't even... Not only just that, we don't even sit down and listen to albums anymore, much less you listen get, to... You get a minute of a song, my A guy. genre. You get a minute yeah. of a song. But that's what we're competing with. Yeah. And that's anybody making art or a podcast or a fucking music. You're competing with one minute of somebody's attention. If that. Right. They're going to get through the opening, the verse, and if you're lucky, the the hook. Yeah. Unless you start with the hook, and the hook's so good, right. it's, it's bringing you mm. fucking into the verse. Yeah. There's very clever ways to songwrite yourself into people listening, or unless you're like already a big name, yeah. right? I saw a fucking Skrillex just sold out Madison Square Garden right. a month ago. Right. You know, and Skrillex is arguably dog shit. Right, you know, from a DJ standpoint. So, yeah, choose your I don't adventure. Even know, I don't even know if albums matter anymore. They don't. They you know don't. Singles mean? matter. There's very few. You know who makes albums? Beyonce makes albums. Yeah, and they're fucking, really once every seven years. And they're Taylor Swift fucking makes awesome. albums. Yeah, and she Love gets her or hate her. I. I don't listen to her music. But she writes albums. But everybody else does. It's not just a mixtape. No, no. And that's the problem is we got into, that was part of that SoundCloud. Haim makes albums. <laughs> he won't let it go. He won't let it go. Wilco makes but no, albums. I, I always, I, I, I call it, the beginning of it was calling it the Arcade Fire Generation. Yeah. Where I needed a fucking mandolin. I needed an accordion. I needed uh, two shredding guitar players, eight drummers, a djembe player, uh, 18 backup vocals, um, I, a harpist. Like, okay. Yeah. Let's go verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, verse, chorus. Make it catchy. Yeah. Make it rocky. Make it fucking meaningful. And let's yeah. let's get down to beeswax. When's the last rock band? New rock. And I, when I say rock, I'm going to give you fucking brevity. Okay. When I say rock band, what was the last rock band that entered the scene and you were like, God damn, these motherfuckers. It's been a while, dude. 
It's been a while. We haven't had a rock band in fucking 20 years. I was about to say, dude, because like... Who? You knew the last... The first thing that popped into my head was The Strokes. That was 30 years ago. I know, well, was, not 30. No, it was 20. You it was 20 I mean. years ago. But yeah, but you that's know what I mean. where I was just like, oh, shit. So our new rock bands are Greta Van Fleet. Our new rock bands yeah. are... I mean... Wow. When's the last... I know there's been other ones, but... Dude, like, I there's this Canadian, like, sludge metal... Fuck... Dude, I just saw that. That was rad. What the fuck was Bobby's that? <laughs> ice in his glass of whiskey popped because there was air in it, and it basically shot a bukkake <laughs> onto his face and to his keyboard. And that, that was, was weird. I literally watched that happen. That was that great. Everywhere. Um, I, you have underground kind of like band camp, like bands that come out they they stuff you've never heard before right i'm just saying like like ken mode i can never speak enough about that canadian band they're doing sludgy dark just symphonic shit metal and i love it so much there's a lot of those bands that are coming out or there's like real like progressive death metal like lorna shore screaming like there's bands out there doing rock what i mean like a rock band that could uh, cover the bases because yeah. it feels like there was one coming out every three days there's uh, some I could I, if I really sat down and put my head well, to it why don't yeah. we put our head to it yeah Come why don't we put our head to it and we're gonna give you guys next week five like literal rock bands not experimental yeah. not this is rock influence jazz meets fucking you know Bluegrass. Because all of a sudden, summer's starting to pop in my head. Yeah, let's have that conversation next week. Let's do that next week. Let's talk some can rock we, music. Modern, we, like last, what do you think, 10 years? Last decade? No. we got Five go, years. Five years is our cutoff. Okay. That yeah. might be harder. I know it will be, but you better do your research. Let's subtract COVID. Let's call it eight years. Because mm-hmm. nothing came out during COVID. There's some stuff that did come out during COVID. I'll give you seven years okay. tops. You got it. Nothing earlier than nine, uh, fucking 16. As soon gotcha. as Donald Trump came into office. Let's take a That's beat. your cutoff. Let's do our thing. We're going to play a song, by the way, that's going to irritate me. scared dude oh, this is the worst weather ever i mean it, come on yeah it is just wet and gross here in durango colorado our beautiful little town it's just getting shit on oh it just sucks we are the fucking bedpan of the world right yeah, now we're rolling into april fuck off i know dude okay well you said earlier there was gonna be a summer so I I'm holding you to that. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> We'd have one week of nice weather and they go right into yeah, winter. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah. So anyway, tell these knuckle dicks where they can find us. Hey, knuckle dicks. You can reach out to the whiskey reel at nine seven zero four two six five three four four. Crushing depression. Nine seven zero four two six five three four four. 
Seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, I know. I'm feeling very sad. I mean, we all have food and warm houses. Yes. And we're not, you know, things. I, I hate when you have to go back to it could be worse. Because that's usually when you're at your breaking point. I know. I just, every time, and you're not allowed to fucking bitch about the snow. In this uh, I do. I don't care. I do too. That's why I don't have any friends. Because immediately, well, we really need it. <laughs> like, fuck you. Dude, I'm begging for a fire right now. Oh, I know. And I've, I feel, I've like had the flu for three days. Really? Yeah. Like, this is the best I've felt in days. Although... I'm wondering if it's because I just had some, like I said. Yeah, you had the Irish treatment, brother. Because I might have had the sober flu. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real thing. That is a real thing. Keep um, drinking, youngins. No, I've been taking a few days off, and I'm going to continue to. Good. Uh, no, I mean, I'm sipping a little bit right now, but yeah, I'm going to Really? The only to... time we do this podcast, or occasionally on a weekend, I'll dip my toe in some waters but i've been mr you know a couple glasses of wine at night guy yeah like i'm trying to trying to be good during school days i reached out to all my friends on social media and they gave me um some <laughs> na beer suggestions okay which i've been actually really enjoying they're not dude 15 years ago oh you yeah. suck it what was that? it was oduls oduls that was, that was it. it that was it but there are myriad choices yeah, out no, there now. No, there's some, you know, I wouldn't go so far as to say some of the stuff they put out in a, like the IPAs and stuff like that, ugh, they're not great. But if you're not drinking, you're not drinking, man. Yeah. You know? I mean, for me, it's more just like the... Um, it's a it's ritual. The ritual part of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be the guy at the bar drinking water. No. You have an NA beer and a glass. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like you're still I'm in I'm out there. I'm mixing it up. Not a old fucking just broken down piece of shit. But there's a company called <laughs> and I guess this has become sort of the most ubiquitous brand out there yep. called Athletic. Athletic. They are they, they run out, Durango now. Yeah, they oh they're everywhere. Like yeah, man. every bar they're in a right now. Have you met Eddie athletic. Moreno? Uh, oh, I of know. course they're everywhere. Uh, no, and he's he's got a lot of other ones too. Like, no, I he's know. Actually, yeah, he's pushing some product. Yeah, he is. Eddie, big shout out to Eddie. Big love shout that out guy. to Eddie. I love Eddie. Yeah, I see Eddie at least once a week, most weeks, and yeah, get to hang out and trying to sell you something, talk shop a little. But no, mostly we talk about movies, and he's a pretty savvy dude. No, he's a actually a great guy. He's one of our people for sure. For sure, Eddie's a great dude. We yeah, man. Eddie. I wish he would listen more because. I'd like to have Eddie on at some point. No, Eddie would be great to he's be a, on. He's a fun hang. He's a good dude. Yep. Yeah. He knows his shit. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, another person, we could bring liquor reps on for days. And we oh, would my have, God. Um, Steph, I think, would be a great hang. Yeah. The, the problem is they have to be, they have to toe the line. Yeah. So we can't get too out of bounds. But that's the thing. And this is what I, I want. To- I want like an old disgruntled liquor rep on. Yeah, Who, that is just ready to burn the world down. Chris, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be Forrest. C four, dude. It's got to be C four. Nah, he's ride or die Southern. Brother. Yeah, he is ride or die. Yeah, Southern. man. Yeah. Now, nah, shout out to all you fucking 
crazy people who sell us booze. Yeah, we are weirdly friends with all of them. We love you. Yeah. I I've spent thousands of dollars with all of those people. I don't dislike any of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you were talking earlier about a song. Did you bring something? So speaking of um, uh, <laughs> scene fans, I'm going to play you something that I would put on par with um, Captain Beefheart. And none of you people know who that oh is. Oh, my God. And, and you know what? It doesn't matter if you do. Um, Danny Brown, who's been a pretty avant-garde rap artist. Yeah. He, God, he played it, you know, fucking, uh, what's a uh, insane clown posse mm-hmm. festival thingy? He's, he's been at a lot of these. Like, Juggalo. Juggalo. Yeah, he's been at like Jug Fest or whatever you people call it. Yeah, I don't care. But... He's a legit MC, like legit MC. And he's always been on kind of the outskirts and very avant-garde. He just did, I believe, an album with JPEG Mafia, Peggy, who is JPEG Mafia, who's another avant-garde. Like, if you know who Death Grips is, you know who JPEG Mafia is. This is not traditional hip-hop by any stretch of the imagination. So this is, after we get off our soapbox about talking about people playing uh, <laughs> specific music, this is not that. So we'll, we'll retract everything we just said. But they have a, um, a project that's really interesting. I'm not saying I like it. I'm not saying I hate it. But it's definitely interesting and weird. They got a new video called Scaring the Hose. It's not what you think. Uh, but it's funny as shit. The beginning of the video starts off with Danny Brown recreating a uh, pimp versus hoe conversation, and it's stupid, and it's meant to be just outlandish. It's not supposed to be serious. So, um, Yeah, it's a weird fucking song. So <laughs> Scaring the hoes. <laughs> Scaring the hoes. Because all of the scams catch up on me. Setting up the bars. First of all, I I don't hate that, dude. It's fun as shit. I love that, but it's crazy. I think it's cool. Stop scaring the house. Oh, Danny. <laughs> Nobody's got that delivery. <laughs> it's it's out there. You got me into Danny Brown. I know. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That's huzzah. Uh, huzzah, Mister Motherfucking Esquire, dude. One of the best <laughs> songs. That is the dopest song ever. <laughs> Like, honestly, it just, it drops me every time I hear it. But there's Peggy, JPEG Mafia, Danny Brown, uh, collabing to make an insane song. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, just the girl clapping. Is Step scan the house. <laughs> we don't want to hear that weird shit no more. 
it's silly and dumb, oh, and you expect it. But also, if you listen to what they're saying, it's making fun of the industry to a large degree. To which a large is fantastic. degree. Fantastic. Yeah, so absolutely. It, I'm glad you guys enjoyed. Well, Danny came into this world from a different. Oh, he's not right. Yeah. Either is Peggy. Not right, man. These oh. these these folks aren't right. I mean, if you get the LP stamp of approval, you probably... You can do it anything you want. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, In my opinion, yeah. when are we getting five? I'm with you. Uh, I don't know. I haven't even heard anything about it. I bet it just drops summer. Yeah. No fanfare. Maybe. Just fucking I don't goes. Know. Well, they can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. I don't care. <laughs> just give it to me. I think Run the Jewels has been played over the closing credits of more fucking shows and movies. <laughs> Dude, if you want to fucking drop the hammer at the end of your season two, you just drop it with a fucking That's Run the Jewel song on the closing credits. And everybody's they didn't like, know they what? were making... They didn't know they were making no. soundtracks. No, they were just doing it. Yeah. But like, Holy everybody shit. jumped all over that shit. I think uh, this summer, we'll yeah. see a little RTJ. I hope so. I'd like to see, see the boys come It always back. makes me... F- Smile so much. Well, we've been meandering. Yeah, this this week we just talking. Yep, yep. You you were just sitting next to us at the bar, basically. Yeah, that's basically. That's really literally was. what happened. Um, but old school. But we're kind of glad to be back a little bit. Yeah, man. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, you guys uh, pay attention to the feed. We're gonna. I'm finally coming back with some Judgment Day this week. I think. There you or go. Next, yeah, next week I should say. Word. Since we're recording on Friday. Word. Word. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week to uh, enlighten you guys. But as we always do, we're going to close by clutching our pearls of wisdom. Wonderful. Do you have um, anything? Yeah. Stop scaring the hose. Stop scaring the hose. I mean, that in and of itself no, it, should tell you everything you need to know. Speaks volumes. Stop scaring the hose. And, and I, I, I can honestly say this. It's okay to take a few days off from being fucked up. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. The amount of clarity is amazing. And it takes like two days. Dude, do you know what's funny? You wake up in the morning <laughs> and you feel good. Yeah. Picture that. The cool thing is you don't wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning. You wake up at like 7 a.m. Like a human being. Go figure. Yeah, it's weird. Just saying. It's weird. No, I mean, I think after COVID, I realized, I think I've been drunk for three years. (laughs) (laughs) You are not alone, sir. (laughs) Have I been drunk for three years? (laughs) That's been scaring the host. (laughs) I was scaring the host, for sure. (laughs) Guys, have a wonderful week. We'll be back next week. I know you will be. Be safe out there. The weather is scaring the host. Oh, no, I'm so ready to go home. God damn it. I just want to be in my house. I hate it. I want to be in your house. I want to be in your house. (laughs) I want to frog your house. (laughs) I want to live in your house without you knowing I'm there. So Aaron's my landlord, and I had to send him pictures the other day of how the winter has destroyed the stucco. It's the worst thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That picture was scaring the hose, dude. Yeah, that was definitely scaring the hose. <laughs> you know what was scaring the hose was me laying in bed, and I woke up to dudes with pressure washers. <laughs> that would scare some hose, Blowing dude. ice off of your building. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck?
fuck are you guys doing? It's winter, man. You can't do this with water. What if it was Danny Brown doing it? Though? Oh, I would. Yeah, that would be awesome. Because he probably would have passed you a bleasy. We're just removing this ice, motherfucker. Shut up. Come back to sleep, bitch. <laughs>